0: Welcome back to our Life Academy series on Redemptive Parenting. Now today we're going to talk about how the Redemptive Parenting Framework changes your children. Now I've got bad news and I've got good news. The bad news is you can't change your children. Some of you have tried and it's tough. Even if your kids are old into their 30s, 40s, 50s, you certainly can't change your kids. But the good news is that God can change your kids. And how does God change our kids? By first, our children learn their identity. When they have parents who are forgiven, who are blameless before God and parents who are intentional, our children rightly understand their identity. Not their identity as what they do or what their hopes are going to be, what their dreams and aspirations are in the future, or even what they're skilled at now, who their friends are. Because the society is constantly trying to define our kids, whether they're in a high achieving class, whether they're in art, whether they're in drama, whether they're in music, whether they're in sports, how tall they are, how short they are, how skinny they are, how fat they are how clear their skin is, what color their hair is, what color their eyes are. So many different ways and external forces that seek to identify our children and put them in a box. But biblically, redemption reminds them that they first and foremost are God's beloved son or God's beloved daughter. And that is a source of their identity. In fact, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 19, then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. And in Mark chapter nine, the Bible says this, and he took a child and put him in the midst of them and taking him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. The disciples didn't think Jesus had time for kids. He had too many important things to do. He was a great rabbi who had a following of thousands upon tens of thousands following him everywhere. But he had time for children. When the disciples were arguing about who's the greatest, he brought a child into their midst. He laid hands on them. He loved them. And this is our children's primary identity. They know that they're loved by God. I don't know if you've ever done this, but there are times when I've been mad at a four-year-old. I thought, okay, you spilled milk three times. (laughs) That last one was definitely on purpose. I am a grown man, and I'm holding bitterness and unforgiveness in my heart towards a four-year-old. And we all have these sinful ways. And that's why this redemptive parenting framework is so important. Because this reminds us that when we are forgiven and because we're forgiven, we forgive others. And we remind them of who their identity is, that they're a beloved child of God. That they're not defined in the way that the world defines them. And this transforms children. This truth, this biblical truth that Jesus welcomes children, transforms them. And the other way that God transforms children through this redemptive parenting framework is that they have strong relationships. You see, our redemption, we were bought at a price because of relationship. God wanted relationship with you. God wanted relationship with me. That's why he was intentional. That's why he gave his life. That's why he redeemed us because relationship was important that we could be called the sons and daughters of God. That was a redemptive narrative, that we could be His own. And so the focus in redemption is not in what we're able to do. God didn't redeem you so that you could be a preacher, so that you could be a missionary, so that you could do great things for the kingdom of God. Though if you do those things, that's fantastic. But that's not why He redeemed us. He redeemed us for the purpose of relationship. In the same way, when we focus on relationships for our kids, When I forgive them for what I think was them intentionally doing things to make me angry, our relationship's maintained. Now, if I can be honest, I'm not great at this. I'll hold a grudge against a four-year-old. But God reminds us that I am forgiven, that you are forgiven, that we are forgiven, and so we can forgive. And we focus on relationships. And so that means they have strong relationships with us. That means they have strong relationships with their peers because they're able to forgive their friends. They're able to forgive people who might wrong them. In a day and age where people are so offended by every little thing, every little word that people might say, children who've been raised in a redemptive family and a redemptive household are able to forgive, are able to look at people and see that their relationship is more important than being right. And finally, it gives a strong relationship with God, not just for this life, but for eternity when our kids know that they're forgiven, when our kids know that they've been redeemed, that they've been bought with a price, that God sacrificed everything to be in relationship with them, that they have relationship, they can have relationship with God in this life and for eternal life. Through that, God can transform them. Now, some of you might be really wrestling with this. One lie that I was told as a parent or one misassumption I had was that parenting ends when the kid turns 18. Like at 18, you get kicked out of the house and I'm no longer your parent. But actually, especially being in this church, I'm realizing now that parenting never ends. In fact, it gets harder and also more expensive as the kids get older. And especially as viewpoints start to differ, especially as uh, theology differs, the views on God as politics and views on right and wrong and conservative and liberal, and so many things change. We might be tempted to break those bonds of relationship, but redemptive parenting reminds us to focus on relationship. So as I said, the bad news is that you can't change your children. But the good news and the best news is that God can, through you, That this redemptive parenting, to have that in focus, to parent that way will remind your kids that they are loved by God, that they are God's, and that He has a purpose and a plan for their life. The Bible says that God desires none to perish. He does not desire your children to perish. He desires your children to flourish in Him. And like the story of Ruth, where God was working behind the scenes through seemingly just their daily activities. God reminds you and me that he works through the daily activities of our life. Meal time, story time, bedtime, school time, vacations, holidays. God can work through all of those things because he will transform our children, not us. And for me, that gives me great hope. And I hope that gives you great hope for your future and your children's future as well. Now join us in the final episode when we talk about the goal of redemptive parenting and we hope to see you then.